Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge them out. He's going to charge Martinez and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek and now the benches are empty. It's time for hour two of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yershinsky wanting to know am I going. He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate and Yershinsky not only bangs into Barrett, bangs onto the plate and here they go. Step up to the plate for hour two of the Hot Corner. Posebnik getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Rudez and Nelt. Whoa. Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The Fan. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080 The Fan or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of podcasts, Beers on Us will drop tomorrow around 4. Should be a great episode. What's in the Box Part 2? Very excited. I think we're probably going to have to make it multiple episodes based on the box we got. Yes. Um, A listener of the podcast who has decided to remain nameless, um, they... uh, there are some more time-sensitive beers, but there are some barrel-aged stuff that we can kind of sit on. But mm-hmm. there's uh, two IPAs and two lagers. We could try to tackle all four tomorrow. Yeah. Or we could do uh, – we should probably do the both IPAs tomorrow. Probably. Um, we can do the IPAs and either one of the lagers, or we can save the lagers and tackle a sour or a bourbon. You know what? I'll bring we it have- in the box, and we'll figure it out tomorrow. We have time to decide. We have time. Also, a little uh, two-year anniversary thing in the works, too. So keep your eyes peeled on that. Yeah, that's uh, we teased that a couple months ago, and we thought COVID was going to affect it. Uh, Lee Corso would say, not so fast. Not so fast. Pays to have great friends in the industry. Some really cool people. So once we get that nailed down, uh, we'll be beating that into your skulls left and right. Never-ending beating into skulls. Yeah, we'll not just, in a violent way, but in a loving way. Yeah, we'll just spend two hours on the hot corner talking about it. Really gentle punches. Yeah. Uh, so we got a lot a of stuff. love tap. Caresses. <laughs> we, got, we got some stuff to get to. I want to kind of get to no crowd and how that affects games. And also maybe a little Patty Mahomes will get to that. But I want to start here with um, everything going on outside of COVID. 
You know, we have this awesome movement happening in Black Lives Matter and making sure that those are oppressed that uh, are no longer oppressed. And one thing that has always kind of irked me um, is something because, so full disclosure, personally, I spent a lot of time, I've spent a lot of time in my life in Idaho. Um, I grew up in Washington, I'm a Northwest native, um, and I've been back in Portland uh, for almost seven years now. And one thing that I've always, has always kind of like upset me is just like how poorly we treat uh, our, our native Americans here in in the United States. But what's interesting is I think for a while we all kind of like blew off like bad team names. We we're kind of like, yeah, we know, but it's not that bad. I think we're at the point now where we kind of realize it's not that bad. And I mean, I, it is that bad. It is that bad. Yeah. Oh, that's what I meant to say. Sorry. Uh, to the point where I will no longer, I root for the Cleveland baseball team. Until they change the name. Until they change the name. And that's the route I'm going. Um, and it, it, Some of it kind of breaks my heart on a selfish level. I have my World Series hat that I wore at Game 1 and Game 2 of the World Series in 2016. One of my most prized possessions. And it's got, you know, a very poor dis- poor depiction of uh, the mascot. So I'm curious. Is that the classic Chief Wahoo it's hat? It's the classic Chief Wahoo hat. And it's one of my favorite hats. It fits me great. It is a phenomenal memory of my mother and I celebrating baseball together. Uh, and that hat will, I just don't feel comfortable putting it on and walking in public. Well, okay, then that's a that's a good uh, like mantelpiece yeah. hat. You know, <clears throat> just put it above yep. the fireplace and have the memories and it's for yourself. And I mean, you know, you're not someone who's promoting it, but you mm-hmm. know, it's tied to a great moment in your life. Yeah, so I'm I'm curious, you know, today we heard <clears throat> today we heard some stuff about the Atlanta Braves have decided that they at this moment are not going to change the name of their team. However, they're going to look in and ending the Tomahawk Chop. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious by that because I thought they disbanded the Tomahawk Chop years ago. I don't know if they did. I think what they I if my memory serves me correct, was it them or like Florida State maybe? I, or? I thought that the Braves stopped playing over the loudspeaker. The, 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 yeah, the song and or like saying anything on the reader board, but the fans kept doing it. And they right. had the little foam axes. What, what, it's an axe. I don't yeah. know what you call it. It's like it's an axe. It's it's an old tribal tool. Yeah. And uh they kept doing it. So they're gonna stop that. But I'm curious, is is Braves insensitive? No, I don't think so. Um I think there are plenty of Native American names, mascots for teams that are not insensitive. Yeah, like the Seminoles. Yeah, I mean, that's actually named after a tribe. Yeah, a, a tribe in northern Florida. Yeah, uh, I mean, Braves, it signifies that they are brave people, mm-hmm. right? I don't think that's insensitive. Um, yeah, they're not called, like, savages, right? which would be terrible. Right. Um, whereas, obviously, you have Redskins, <clears throat> which is right, as right, insensitive right. as you can get. And Indians is not necessarily insensitive, but... It's the logo. It's the logo mixed with the fact that they prefer to be called Native Americans, so it's just kind of changing the whole image as a whole. Um, one overhaul, I should say. So, I don't think Braves is bad. I, I, I'm I'm writing this line personally, where I feel like some of the cause of Black Lives Matter is getting lost in like this really. We might have talked about on this show. It's getting lost in this really kind of like mundane changing of names. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that people who are supporting Black Lives Matter care that Aunt Jemima was a was a mascot for a syrup brand. Right. I see what you mean. But for some reason, we're focusing very hard on eliminating these potentially insensitive things. 
almost as a way to distract from actually fixing the making problem. Making changes, right. right. Because those like are white, easy. Like white people that own the Washington Redskins are like, hey, we changed the name. See, we're not racist right. anymore. And it's like, mm-hmm. right. So I just want to be careful. I think <clears throat> the Redskins name needs to be changed, and it's going to be changed. Uh, the Indians name, sure. I've been calling be for it for a couple of years. I want the Spiders, baby. Yeah. That's uh, what I want. I do too. I think that'd be a great name, and it's a very rare mascot. Only what, Richmond in college? has that as a mascot correct um i just think we got to be careful not to be overly focused on the small things like uh, i mean i talked to rashad on sunday he's like i don't care that aunt jemima was like the mascot of a syrup brand no no man it's all white guilt it's like uncle ben's rice is gone like so uncle ben is a black guy who cares right like is that like is that racist now so it's like this overdoing of changing those things to be like look we care when in reality you're not making the hard changes so in some cases, I feel like we got to be careful not to go overboard, and the Braves would, in my mind, include that. But, of course, the Redskins and Indians do not. Those are team names that need to be changed, so they're being changed. Let's do it. I want the Spiders. I just Wikipedia'd the Spiders real quick. <clears throat> so bear with me. This is this is their history in a nutshell. Cleveland Spiders were a professional baseball team in Cleveland, Ohio. Team competed at Major League level from 1887 to 99. <clears throat> First as a member of the now— 1899, to be clear. Correct. Uh— First as a member of the now defunct American Association and then later the National League. Spiders played at two different venues, blah, blah, blah. Featuring future Hall of Fame pitcher Cy Young, the team finished in the National League three times in 92, 95, and 96, 1800s. Although the Spiders never won a National League pennant, the team did win the 1895 Temple Cup, a two-team championship playoff predating the World Series. Spiders beat that year's pennant winners the original... Baltimore Orioles, mm. four games to one in a best of seven series. Where did that Baltimore Orioles team go? Uh, I don't know. Who did it, they become? I don't know. It just says the original Baltimore right. Orioles. I used to have a, a poster on my wall where it had the timeline of every team's names and changing. Oh, really? It was really cool. I think it actually is still hanging in my bedroom there, too. Oh, actually. wow. Um, yeah, who were, who were the original Baltimore Orioles? Who did they become? I, I could be mistaken, but I, I think they were either in... Uh, they might have been in St. Louis or Cleveland, but I could just be getting so that mixed up because con- he's... Contracted after the 1899 season with the annual reduced its number of teams from 12 to 8, limiting cities which endured the next half century. No uh, franchises uh, were located uh, further west than St. Uh, Louis, south of Washington... I'm pretty sure they went to St. They, Louis. They came back in 1901. Yeah, so um, as one of American League's eight charter teams in 1901, this particular franchise spent its first year in Milwaukee as the Milwaukee Brewers before moving to St. Louis to become the St. Louis Browns in 1902. Right. After 52 years in St. Louis, the franchise was purchased in November to re-become the Baltimore Orioles. And that's why I thought it was Cleveland because of the Cleveland Browns, but gotcha, gotcha. the St. Louis Browns. There you go. History. <clears throat> uh, in 1899, the owners of the Spiders purchased a second team in St. Louis, a practice later banned due to conflict of interest. Renamed then the St. Louis Perfectos, the Robinson brothers, <clears throat> who owned it, transferred all of the Spiders' top talent, including Cy Young, as well as future Hall of Famers Jesse Burkett and Bobby Wallace, to St. Louis. The 1899 Cleveland Spiders finished 20 and 134, a record which remains the worst in Major League Baseball history, after which the team disbanded. Mm-hmm. We always, that's that's <clears> the <throat> like the, the game, name of the game for them. They're famous for being terrible. Uh, Spiders outfielder 
Luis Sakalexis. Played oh. for the team for three seasons and is often credited as the first Native American to play professional baseball. The Cleveland Indians, Major League successor to the Spiders in Cleveland, have long cited him as inspiration for the team name, though this claim is disputed. Ooh, Bam. I, f- I found the original poster I had. Nice. Does it look cool? Yeah. You Absolutely. should buy it. Well, I, I could probably just get it from my parents' house. Oh, that you still got it. I think it's still hanging <clears throat> in, in my childhood bedroom. Yeah. Oh, I, I so. see, I see, I see. Well, nice. Oh, this is an updated one until 2016. Interesting. Interesting. Interessant. Interesting. All right, cool. Well, there's your history lesson for the day. And let's not have racist team names. How about that? Yeah. All in agreement? One, uh, two, three, high five. And break. Not really. Don't high five. That's like bad for you. All right, when we come back, I do want to touch in the effects of no fans in stadium and will it have a huge effect on the game? We'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner, Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. There was talk of, like, the Cleveland Commodores. And, I mean, unless it's Lionel Richie and the gang, like, I don't like it. And now the Commodores. It's why I'm easy. <laughs> Are they trying to keep the Native American imagery? No. That's the worst part. I hope not. Well, I mean, oh, I know. But what I'm saying is, is the Redskins could have changed to a more acceptable Native American mascot, mm-hmm. right? One that is not a negative depiction of that group of people changed the logo, but kept kind of the theme. They came out and said, they're not going to are the Indians. That's what I'm asking. Are the Indians considering keeping it in a respectful way? I don't know how you make it respectful because I don't like, well, I mean, is there like a name of a tribe that's local to the area that you could name it? Like again, the Seminoles is a totally respectful well, mo- name. Most of the tribes in Ohio, if I'm not mistaken, are Sioux or are, are branches of Sioux tribes. Okay, so um, Cleveland, Cleveland Sioux, Cleveland Fighting Sioux. No, because the North Dakota University of North Dakota allowed, used to be right? the Fighting Sioux, and they changed that. That's true. Um, I think we should just walk away from it. Yeah, okay. is what I think. One of my I, I, the one thing I view it as is almost like it is an avenue that you can support that group of people. Well, totally. Like it's not like you need in to like avoid a historical compl- context. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. I mean, if you think about it, and this might be controversial, but. Uh, the picture depicted on the Redskins logo is not that offensive. It looks like a native in a headdress. It's the name and the association that we now have with right. that picture is what drives that so bad. It's, it's a little bit stereotypy, the picture, which like you don't. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. It's, but it's not, not Chief Wahoo. It's not red with big right. cheeks smiling, and he used to have a cigar coming out right, with a feather does, up on doesn't top. Doesn't have like the like wart thing on the face, and like you know that that. Kind oh, of, that might be true. It's yeah, a, it's a yeah, little, yeah, yeah. It's like it's kind of on that border of like yeah, you're respectful right. You're and right. not respectful. I, f- I forget the minute details in it that make it really bad. Uh, one of my favorite pictures is a a Native American standing outside of the uh, Washington complex, and it has their the logo, and it says Redskins under it, and he is uh, standing there, and he's got some really cool tats on his left arm, and uh, he's wearing a deep maroon shirt, and it's got the logo on it, but it's just generic white guy's face, and it says Caucasian on the bottom. I'm yeah. like, that's a great picture. Yeah, that is an awesome picture. Ramondi Jones wore that on TV once. 
<laughs> Call him that. Just See Caucasian. how that goes. Yeah, just Caucasian, just average white dude. <laughs> anyway, I did want to get into this real quick because I do want to kind of talk a little Patty Mahomes. We'll do that here in about five minutes or so. But uh, I've been, as as you have as well, Mike, I've been watching a lot of the English Premier League. Um, I tried to watch a little Bundesliga, but I don't know the players as well as I and the teams as well as I do the English Premier League. Uh, and I'm not going on a soccer rant, so don't freak out. But ah! but when it first started, baseball show. When it first started, it was super weird, and the play was extremely clunky, and it just didn't look right. It didn't look like the best league in the world. Yeah, you get three weeks off or three months off, and you are not in rhythm anymore. Yeah. Let's fast forward. I mean, how many weeks has it been now? Two, three weeks? I think June 17th. So three weeks. Yeah, I think June 17th was the first game. Okay. And a lot of games. They've been I, playing every day. Yep. And I've been watching a lot of the games with no sound. <clears throat> no and crowd noise, you mean? No, no enhanced crowd noise is what NBC Sports calls it. And after after like the first two games that every team played, it's been good football. And the no crowd noise hasn't really distracted me. Man City looks good. Liverpool's still good. United's doing their thing. You're seeing teams, you're seeing road matches kind of be a little more even. And so what I would say as you out there listening, and if you disagree, 503-250-1080, if you're worried that no crowd noise is going to severely affect your entertainment and the level of play of these games, I would I would caution you to be optimistic because I haven't seen it in that league. I think it'll work in baseball. We've seen it basically works in golf, but golf's kind of born to do that. Um, like, even if we get to football and there's no fans in the crowd, and I know we heard today the Ravens and Chiefs are looking at stuff to try to figure out how to get some fans in the stadium. If there are, in fact, no... Which is moronic, by the way. Uh, agreed. If there are, in fact, no fans, I think you should be optimistic. And watch it. And I think you will still find yourself enjoying the sport that you love. Yeah, I mean. Is it going to be crappy if Aaron Judge hits a walk-off home run against the Dodgers in game one of the World Series to put the Yanks up 1-0 in Yankee Stadium and no one's there? Yeah, that's going to be awkward. But I think at the same time, you're going to see him run around the bases freaking out. Freaking out. And you're going to be at home high-fiving your, you know, your dad and your brother you know, because you're diehard Yankee fans and you're all in Judge jerseys and is, you're not even going to listen to the fans anyway. And Joe Buck's going to give you a canned call. So you're, it's going to be like normal. Hey, come on. Come on. Joe Buck is better than you're saying. And the Red Sox win the World Series. First time in 100 years. Nice one, Joe. Yeah, he used to be worse. He's better now. Come on, give him some credit. <laughs> He's gotten better. He, un- he he admitted that he was a little bit too trying not to cover the moment, but he, he's gotten the energy you up. you got to cover the moment, bro. Little, That's little what we do energy. here. Um, Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run. The- Go crazy. Go crazy. That's the stuff, man. Of course. Woo! Woo! But I think as a national. I got the juices flowing right now. I think as a national. Give me some baseball. Sorry. You Continue. Good? I'm good. I think as a national guy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. I think (laughs) as a national guy, he probably had pressure to try to be more neutral. Sure. So I think that's what he did. But I think Joe Buck is very good and gets way too little respect for how good he is. Red Sox also beat the St. Louis Cardinals in that World Series. Just saying. I agree with you that the fans being gone is not really hurting me. 
Um, I'm watching it on TV, so I'm getting the with piped in uh, crowd noise. I actually don't dislike it. The first two weeks, it was awful. Well, it's not the, as big as I thought it was going to be. No, the timing of it was off. So, like, something would happen, and the person would have to, like, switch tracks to the excited cheer. So, like, it would be three seconds delayed. They've gotten really good at kind of timing it well to where you kind of just don't notice it. It's just in the background as, like, a hum of crowd. Mm-hmm. I think... Reminds me of Vuvuzelas in the South Africa World Cup. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Just as... <laughs> a little louder than that. <laughs> And that, that World Cup, it was like... I fell asleep during oh all God. those early games. You'd like, get up. I was like so excited to watch some matchup and the Vuvuzelas hit, and you're just like... <sighs> <laughs> Thanks for the white noise. Guys. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think every sport should pipe in some sort of crowd noise because it just has a sense of normalcy. When you're watching. Yes, when you're watching. You don't think they should when they're playing. No, I don't think so. Because I haven't seen it. It doesn't seem like it's affecting the EPL. Well, they're not piping it into the stadium. Right, right. And it doesn't seem like it's affecting them. I no. mean, Man City scoring goals like they're going out of style. No, I don't I don't think that the players will really notice much of a difference. Um, I think the pressure will be slightly lower because of it, like in high-pressure situations. Yeah. The crowd won't be, like, on edge. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of watching it purely as just a viewer, I would prefer that they put in some sort of crowd noise, even if it's just a basic hum in the background, because it makes it – feel right um and i think in football that's less important because in football i feel like generally you don't hear the crowd noise as much as in like soccer or baseball i would agree i think well i think baseball focuses a lot on hearing basketball too uh football focuses a lot on hearing the quarterback direct traffic right before the snap and then you hear the pads hit and then you listen to al michaels or tony romo whether you like play by play or color i mean i feel like they showcase their announcers more right Uh, nba i think the crowd noise is important um, you think about like a big run a team is going on and they hit a dagger three and it's just like wow. And Kobe throws that ball up to Shaq and he hit, throws it down against the Blazers and runs up the court with the fingers in the air. It's like really, really bad reminder for a lot of fans. <clears> I felt it because I'm watching this TV and my team is crumbling and I'm just hearing the Staples Center go ape. Um, so I think it'll be fine. I think as a fan, even without crowd noise piped in, which I think they're going to do anyway, it'll be fine. It's still the sport you like. Yeah, it's I just, just going to have a little less energy. That's I all. just know that there's probably a lot of people out there that are really worried. And I would just say a lot of those people, especially if you're NFL fans, probably aren't watching the, all that much golf and definitely aren't watching Premier League football. Uh, that as guys that love all sports and love crowds, you're going to be okay. That's all I want to say. I'll rest my case there. You're going to be okay. We come back. Hot takes on Patty Mahomes. Not really, but we'll see. Maybe I'm in the maybe I'm in the minority. But first, there's my man Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 836. We'll wrap up this show. That is a fun bit I've seen on Twitter lately. Describe your favorite movie or your favorite sports moment in the most boring way possible. Yeah. Mine for movie was Inception. And I think I said something like, man changes trajectory of company while sleeping. Oh, Nice. Because that is the whole point of the movie. Could you say... Could Hashtag you, spoiler alert. For, like, Matrix, could you just be like, there is no spoon? No. So That's pretty boring. You're like, there's no spoon. I know, I know. But it doesn't give you a good enough indication of what the movie is unless you're, like, a diehard Matrix, Matrix person. Okay. I think a lot of people slightly failed at this when <clears> I saw <throat> them on Twitter. It was, like, really not that boring sounding when they described the movie. And it's like, 
For Matrix, it's like IT specialist gets a new job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Yeah. That's the exact way to think about it, right? Well, this got brought up because I was just scrolling through the old Reddit. And it was, describe your favorite sports moment as boring as possible. And Liverpool, for sure, commented, someone took a corner faster than usual. <laughs> and that yeah, is saw, one of my all-time favorite sports moments. I saw one from... Uh, TAA, baby. It was your least favorite sports moment in the most boring way possible. And a buddy of mine who's a Red Sox fan said, the ball that didn't spin. Oh, Tim brutal. Wakefield. It's Aaron Boone. And it's like... <clears throat> brutal. <laughs> Yeah, how are you a knuckleball pitcher? <laughs> the one time you don't throw the knuckle. Yeah, the just... first pitch you throw in the game, it's just like back, 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 Dude, those last two, he legitimately sounds like a duck. It is insane. Uh you want to hear my hot Patty Mahomes take? He didn't get paid enough. Give me that hot. Give me that hot Give take. me a hot take now. Give me that hot take. So I'm just going to put my mouth under the nozzle and just pull. Doesn't have a huge load either. Whoa. Um, so I don't know how much of it is a hot take, but I've, been listening, but I've been listening to people talk about this for a while. There's a couple things I want to get at. First and foremost, I remember we were sitting here when Mike Trout signed his deal. His his gargantuan deal. Were we sitting here? I think we were. Okay. Or we at least talked about it. I'm sure we did. And I remember saying something Deserved. along... Something along the lines of, I was like, yeah, I'm okay with that. If I'm the national, if I'm the Angels, I got lucky I didn't have to pay $500 million Because jersey sales, ticket sales, da 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 I think, I honestly think the Chiefs kind of got a good deal. The kid's already won a Super Bowl. He's already won an MVP. Super Bowl MVP too, correct, right? Uh, ooh. I don't know. I think so. I think so. He's got to be. I mean, he should be. Uh, I mean, also, should have made the Super Bowl the year before. Right. But D Ford's line. <clears throat> D Ford lined up offsides. Right. So, so there's that. <clears throat> I've heard a lot of people kind of say that he won't finish his. He won't finish that contract. And I actually strongly disagree with that. I think he will finish that contract because what Patty Mahomes reminds me of, and. A little bit in style too, which is my why, might be why I'm making this um, comparison. Is he reminds me of Brett Favre, not just in the way he plays, but in the sense of got a title when he was younger, with the team. Okay, was in a was in a city that beloved him. Okay, doesn't necessarily seem like a guy that needs all the attention. I don't know. He sent DPS to Jen Sturger. Well, I mean, I did too. I just didn't make it through the the entire <laughs> swath of DPs. Yeah, yeah. Well, she was going to click on Patrick Harris, but Mahomes sounded cooler than Harris, so she <laughs> clicked on that. Um, th- that I do think he will finish out that contract in Kansas City. Now, does he go somewhere after that? Sure, maybe. But Brett Favre finished out his contract in uh, in Green Bay. Well, I just think that place loves him so much, and he's already got what he needs. The, he's got the money, he's got the fame, he's got his Super Bowl, unless he just completely goes downhill and they let him go. I actually think he'll stick around. Well, it's tough. I kind of feel similarly, <clears throat> but I don't think he's going to finish out this contract. He has a lot of opt-outs if uh, certain things don't get hit. Um, so I could see him opting out when the market shifts and then getting more money in the future just by re-signing with them. I think he will stay a chief. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does, to me, seem like a guy who will be a chief for life. Pains me to say as a Bronco fan that I'll have to face this guy two times a year for the foreseeable future. But 
I could see him staying there his whole career. It seems like he fits there. He seems like a guy with a good head on his shoulders that understands like stability and loyalty and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, every player who has like these opt outs, unless they, like you said, go downhill, they take the opt out because they're going to make more money. Yeah. I mean, A Rod opted out of that deal like the second he could when he got to New York. Right. And the. So I guess guess that's that's fair. The max money is what, 503 mil. That is highly unlikely to happen unless he like gets every single bonus in his thing, which is not going to happen. So. What if he wins 10 Super Bowls (laughs) in a row? Then he'll get almost every bonus, I'm sure. (laughs) But uh, he he won't. So he won't make 503 mil. He'll make. 470 a gargantuan (laughs) amount of money i'm not trying to say that that's not the case but because because it's a lot of incentive-based stuff i think he will probably try to redo it because the market's going to change so when we see mike trout sign that deal we're like duh mike trout's the best player in baseball by far like we're so good with that not in comparison if mahomes is the best quarterback in the nfl i mean i hear a lot of talk finally everyone's talking about russ being the best quarterback in the nfl i still feel that way just because little more uh, knowledge, experience, and I'll take that. But do you think... I don't know, man. <clears throat> Have you watched Nathan Peterman? Loves throwing it to one team on the field. <laughs> Seven Super times in the game. Yeah. Um, when, when Trout signed this deal, we were like, yep, good for me. You feel the same way with Mahomes? When you see the Chiefs give that deal, are you kind of like, whoa, Kansas City, what are you doing? Are you just kind of like, for the most part, yeah, okay. Yeah. Where where are you? I'm curious where your feeling is on it. It was I, remember I, when we do football. I ask you questions. Right, right. Uh, yeah, the <clears> deal <throat> is fine. I don't. Care. You could have paid him 800 million dollars. I would have been like, good, keep Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I I mean, he's the. I think he's the best quarterback in the league. He is the star in the league right now. He is the face of the NFL, in my opinion. Because if I heard Baltimore did this with Lamar Jackson, I'd be like, don't love it. Well, Lamar Jackson hasn't won a Super Bowl. Right, but he's won an MVP. Right. People okay. think he's top five. Right, but he has won a Super Bowl, and he's only done it for one year, <clears throat> whereas Mahomes has done it for two years plus two years, three years now? Two years. Plus the one game at the end of his first yeah. year. Two years in a game. Um, Who was the quarterback when Patty Mahomes was on the bench? Alex Smith. Dang it. I was hoping you didn't know that. Yeah. I that guy's dead. <laughs> Cross him off the list. Uh, his leg is dead, at least. <laughs> or at least. No, no, no. His leg is very much a robot now. Yeah. So dead? Debatable. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you could have given Patrick Mahomes literally anything, yeah. and I would have said, okay. "Yeah, you got to do it." Yeah, I kind of. There was like talk that they were going to give him a percentage of the cap in his salary, so that as the cap went up, his money would go up, which is a really stupid thing to do because you don't want to lock it all into that number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can manipulate the cap and totally. do like bonuses and all that kind of stuff to change how it affects it. Uh, that would have been dumb, and they didn't do that, which is good. But yeah, I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. Give him a deal. Yep, I like the kid. Chief I think he's life. really great. I'll take Russ for the interim, but. We'll be watching your career with great attention. It is Patrick Mahomes. It is Patty Mahomes. Kirk Gibson shows Dennis Eckersley how to use male hormone pump to make it home. Wow. I love it. Wow. I wouldn't really say that's the most boring way to describe that moment. But I love it. But I like where your head's at. I don't believe what, what I, I just saw. See, it's great. But I uh, <clears throat> see that's the problem is that makes me intrigued. To watch the clip. You're like, male hormone pump? Make it home. What? What is going on? Yeah. It's like. It's still kind of good, though. It's It's got to be more something like, uh, it's going to be bad off the top of my head, but like, guy with limp goes home. Yeah. 
That's that's a boring way to describe that. Guy who can barely walk gets home. Right. Crowd goes wild. Again, you're adding too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adding adding too much. much. Well, that's tricky. Tricky. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. We decided to put on the Italian job, and I think I've seen about two minutes of it. You're right, Mike. It's on the Paramount Network, which is just commercials with a little bit of movie in between. Yeah, Paramount shows the first 25 minutes straight, and you're like, oh, wow, this channel's great. And then it's like every five minutes commercial. Told you, we should have watched the 2008 Rambo on AMC. But I didn't want to. (laughs) You wanted to watch commercials instead? Yeah. Not allowed to watch wrestling in here anymore, so we haven't done that. Like how you say not allowed as if I have a remote over here to turn it off. Well, I just know that if I put it on, you're going to be like, oh, my God. I'm no, I, I got into, I mean, got into it's a rough uh, rough term. I I was intrigued by AEW because there was that Japanese girl in lingerie that won the first fight that I saw. And I not was the like, champ anymore. She doesn't even wrestle. Okay. Well, fine then. But yeah, I, I thought she was interesting as a character, yeah, even me though too. it was on mute. I did enjoy it, too. But generally, I laugh at wrestling when it's on TV because it, at least the ones that we watch on Wednesdays, they do a very bad job of selling their hits. Well, AEW is not great, and then the other one is minor league. Oh, well, that would make sense. And the camera cuts aren't very good in AEW either. Oh, this is a great American bash for NXT, though. Okay. Yeah, who's that? Is that the Velveteen Dream? Well, his neck is now in Is a... that like for the troops or <clears> something? <throat> no, it's an old WCW pay-per-view. There's a good It's Always Sunny episode. Oh, so they... like this is just a replay? No, 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 no. This is this is live. Oh. Okay. But uh um Is it live or just being aired currently? Aired currently, yes. Okay. But it is up to date. The Great American Bash is an old WCW pay-per-view to counteract SummerSlam. Ah. So it's always a big time summer pay-per-view. It's not WrestleMania. But it's like a big time pay per view for old school WCW. There's an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they put on a wrestling event like for the troops, and they try to like come up with characters that are endearing for the troops, and then like the villain comes out dressed as the Taliban, <laughs> and all the veterans in the crowd, boom, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, you're like you can't do that anymore. Um, man. Rowdy Roddy Piper, rest in peace. He's in that. Uh, episode he's oh the, yeah he's the maniac and he is like portland's li- own and he is like literally insane in that wait like, are, are the fans are there fans there they are there's other, like there's like other, a plexiglass there are other wrestlers blow up oh. dolls and they're, they're just banging on the plexiglass like it's hockey i believe the original like the wcw great american bash i believe that is the birth of the nwo i believe Ooh. at a great american bash the outsiders had to face uh sting uh, Lex Luger and Ron, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall are the outsiders, and they had a mystery guest. And they were losing, or the Randy Savage was losing, and out comes Hogan. And everyone's like, Hogan's here to save WCW! Save the day! And then he dropped the leg on Randy Savage, and the crowd was like, this is terrible! And that's when the Hulk went bad. Turned heel. Boom! Hollywood Hogan. Hollywood Hogan, NWO. Yeah, that just reminds me of that meme of uh, Hulk Hogan spray painting NWO on the side of uh, like a trailer mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I'm you very should. much enjoying the acrobatic jumps over the ropes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who the guy in the red pants is, but that's Johnny. I mean, that's uh, that's Johnny Gargano. Some hot wrestling play-by-play. -play. Yeah, Johnny Gargano's great. That guy's a legend. Is he? Yeah, because he so far has not been doing very well in this fight. What do you mean? He just speared him through the ropes. I know, but he didn't get to hold him down. And now the last little mini stanza of it was him getting his ass kicked. All right. Oh. This is, wow, that's quite a position. Yes. <laughs> getting very sexual all of a I'm sudden. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's some things that go oh, down like in wrestling. like wrestling's never been sexual. It's 100% sexual. Just, I mean, that's like. <laughs> see, like that. He just helped him put his hands on his leg. He Michael, like, this is choreographed acrobatic athletic entertainment <laughs> choreographed athletic acrobatic entertainment yeah Kai. <laughs> i hate you no you don't i know that's not true <laughs> that's not true oh wow they're missing each other now yeah yeah what is what is happening <laughs> his hands went a little his, junk? his hands went a little low there that was a true grab right there there's a wrestling move in the japan wrestling leagues where a dude will like just grab a dude's junk yeah and they like and hold freeze. it they're like ah! and act like it's some sort of ah! chokehold and yeah, they yeah. yeah they don't know what yeah, to they do. Can't do anything <laughs> their hands like are at the side like they're not like actually trying to get his hands off him they're just like ah ah just paralyzed. Yeah, paralyzed. <laughs> Can't do a thing. So now they're both just laying on the mat. Well, yeah, dude, he got kicked in the face. Look at that. And Why is the other guy laying on the Because he's exhausted from, <laughs> from kicking, kicking him, him in, in the, the face. face. Yeah, from exerting all that energy. <laughs> and, and grabbing the cash and prizes. It's also part of the choreography, Michael. Right, right. Sorry, sorry. They're whispering something to each other now. No, yeah. the ref does that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next, next uh, yeah, part next is move? the suplex. No, I actually listened to this podcast. It's uh, Chris Jericho's podcast. That's he, actually a solid podcast. Yep, yeah, it's actually a pretty good podcast. And he doesn't always talk about wrestling, but sometimes he does. He had Mike Key who's a longtime WWE yeah, ref. ref. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you watch if you watch Stone Cold Days, like, you know Mike Kyoto. Mike Kyoto's on there talking about it, and he kind of, like, opened the curtain a little bit on, like, what refs do. The job sounds tough. job sounds real hard. When you see the ref throw the X up over their head, you know that S has actually hit the fan. Yep, yep. <laughs> Someone's actually hurt and might die here. Yep. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. So I recommend it if you uh, if you ever want to listen to that. It's one of the more recent ones too, so you don't got to dig real deep. That looked like a dancing move right there. They like spun around each other and Ooh, look at this a little pirouette. Hey, oh, tombstone! Oh, hey, yeah, Sixty nine. Let's go. It's called a tombstone. Oh, tombstone, of course. <laughs> at least in my bedroom. <laughs> oh my! She God. thinks it's one thing, and then boom, you slam her ass to the ground. Yeah! <laughs> Joe, I think it's time to play center field after that comment. <laughs> you, just, you, just take, you just take her arms and, you know, the rest in peace over the chest, and you just count it to three with your tongue on, and you're like, that'll do it. Make sure to roll the eyes back so yeah. you can see the whites. Yeah, yeah, and just crawl into bed and pass out. Call her a day. Thanks, babe. I'm very Good fight. <laughs> How's pay-per-view level? And this is just a house show? Nice. <laughs> My prediction is he's going to miss his jump on him and then get pinned. Yeah, I don't know. It looks pretty bad. What is what is happening right now? <laughs> They're fighting, Michael. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. For Joe Fisher, Mike Lynch, I'm Patrick Harris. We'll be back next week. Make sure to download the Beers on Us podcast. It'll be up tomorrow around 4-ish, wherever you get your podcasts, including at Tanny the Fan. Should be a good one. Outside of that, rest in peace, my homie Dan. Be good. And uh, take care of each other and those that can't take care of themselves.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 